When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Steeler Stat Geek. This is the Steel Curtain Network, Dave Schofield, coming at you Thursday morning, June 1st. June 1st. All right, this is both somewhat terrifying, nah, not terrifying, somewhat eh, concerning, and somewhat fantastic at the same time. What do we want to do? We want the good, the bad, what do we want first? Let's go fantastic. All right, why Why would June be great? Well, it's one month closer. That means in the next month, the Steelers will be reporting the training camp. Or even better, it's the next to last month of the year where there is not Steelers football. That's right, because in August, yes, it's preseason, but guess what? Preseason is better than no season. I, I like seeing all the guys on the bottom of the roster. I I love the preseason games. And you get those in August. So all you've got is the month of June, month of July, then you've got a month with Steelers football. That's fantastic. That's what makes it so great. Now, why would I be concerned? That's because of what happened with me a year ago. I talked about this on the Scobro show and where the night before June 1st, I said, you know what? I'm a little bit concerned about something. People are like, well, what, what is it? Well, tomorrow's June 1st and something inside of me is like, maybe something's going to change with Stefan to it. And that's exactly what happened. He ended up announcing his retirement, waited until June 1st to do it to really help the Steelers with their salary cap. I don't think that's going to be something going on this year, 
but it's still that date that like, you know, if somebody was really holding off to do something and to help out the Steelers, that's what they would wait to do. That's really the only time I've had that happen was last year. I can't think of another year that it was something that happened on June 1st that really wasn't that a lot of people were, were, were expecting it, that they were talking about, you know, people weren't talking about that with Stefan to it before June 1st. I'm honestly, I didn't hear anyone other than me say it. I'm not saying, Oh, I'm great. I said it. I wish I wouldn't have, I wish I didn't think about it. I wish it didn't happen. Uh, I wish the tragedy with his brother didn't happen, but that's just the, the hand that he was dealt and Stefan to it decided to step away. And now we're more you know, not one year removed. So I was going to say one season gone and the Pittsburgh Steelers are rolling on as is this off season. Yes, here we are. Steelers stat geek. Come on, Dave, talk about numbers. I did. I talked about one six slash one. That's what it is. So June 1st, that's, that is an important date. You might hear some other things around the NFL. There's already been an announcement of some teams that are going to get some more cap space because of the June 1st designation uh, with people. Cause you can designate, releases and things of that nature to be post June 1st. I think, I think each team gets two of them. If I, if I recall correctly, maybe that's something that I should cover in the series that I have going on now at behind the still curtain.com. Yes. That website still exists. And that is, I've been going pretty much every day. I've been kind of waiting to see if there's news otherwise, but it's pretty much been every day. I'm through six parts now of explaining how the NFL works. And I'm just giving various things that I'm going into that my, some of them are things that people don't understand very well. Some of them are things that people might uh, understand just fine. So some of them might get skipped over. And this isn't for everyone. Some people don't really, one, don't care about the inside of, of what's what's going on. And uh, some people might feel that they already have a good enough grasp on it, which is fine. But for those that didn't, this all came about because someone put a comment in an article that said, boy, it would be really nice to get some of this stuff laid out for us to really understand it better. Uh, and that was when uh, Reynolds Wren went on the reserve injured list. I still have the reserve injured list on my list of things to cover. I just haven't got there yet because every time I went to do something, I'm like, oh, I got to cover this first in order to get there. So on Wednesday, it was part six that was talking about contract bonuses, how they affect the salary cap, the different kinds, um, whether they're likely to be or not likely to be earned, what that means, how it lays out, how it would affect the salary cap then. Because people are like, well, if they're not likely to earn it, what's the point? What if they do want it? Well, that then counts against the next year's salary cap. More, and more often than not, it just affects how much a team rolls from one season into the next. They might be sitting there with, with $7 million to roll through. Uh-oh, someone, someone had a not likely to be earned a bonus in their contract where they earned another $2 million. Boom, it's coming off that amount that will rolled over. Those are the kind of things that happen. And if you're wondering, well, what what determines whether or not it's likely to be earned? I laid that out in the article. I'll, I'll give you the sum up of it right now. It's what they did the year before. <laughs> if someone, if it's if it's instead of in there for rushing for a thousand yards and the running back ran for twelve hundred yards the year before, deemed likely to be earned. If you ran for nine hundred yards the year before, deemed not likely to be earned. That's just the way it rolls. So uh, I, th- that's some stuff, you know, talked about workout bonuses, how that works, per game bonuses. Check that out if you haven't already checked it out. But that was part five. Just so you know what the parts I've done so far is I started with accrued seasons, accrued seasons versus credited seasons, just because 
it's what it's what you have to do in order to explain some other stuff. Uh, the second part was the waiver wire. The third part was the practice squad. Fourth part was futures contracts. Fifth, you know, part five was minimum salaries and how they're different if it's a certain place in, in someone's salary, um, not salary, in their contract, if they have a split sa- uh, split salary, which means if you're on IR, you don't get paid as much. Uh, that, that happens with a lot of players, not a lot of the big day players. So if you just go into any part of those, well, you'd want to go to the most recent parts because all the past ones are, are, are linked at the bottom. So you can go in and check out any of those. Just wanted to lay that out there. If you're someone who likes Stat Geek and, and kind of explaining the numbers behind things, you might like these explanations of how these kind of things work. So I thought I'd tell you you could go there. Also, when was that? I think it was Tuesday evening. I put out a tweet and said, come on, nerds of steel. I need questions. Well, guess what? I got questions. Some of these questions are going to be difficult to answer. Some of them, not as much. I'm going to tackle at least one today, maybe two. I'm ready for two. It depends on how long the first one takes. Um, and then, so then I have another one or two in my back pocket and I'm still looking for more. It's at STLR Superfan Dad on Twitter or STLR Superfan Dad at gmail.com. Send me your questions. So let's go ahead and dive into this one. I did my best. I don't have uh, some of the numerical values to go with each year, but I think some, when we get into this, you'll understand. Let me read the question. This comes from DC, which is at underscore. Existing. Yeah, got to make sure I didn't run that all together. At underscore existing. Said, you know, sent this to me, and then I, from where we had shared it from behind the steel curtain, said, what's the most free agent signings we've done in an offseason, and which group experienced the most success with the team? All right, now, this is kind of difficult to track. I, I got to tell you my woes here. First, I go to to some of my go-to sites. And as you all know, if you've listened to the show before, my go-to site for statistics is pro football reference. I, I like what they have the best, but there's not a way to go in and, and this isn't something that they track with free agency that I've been able to find myself. If you've done it through pro football reference and can tell me how to do it, please let me know. That would be great. But just to track who the free agents were, wasn't able to do that. So I go to over the cap. That's a place where they, where I get a lot of my cap information. Their numbers line up with my numbers most of the time, and they do stuff with free agency. That's also where I go for compensatory stuff. They have great stuff when it comes to compensatory formula. Rather than me have to sit there and calculate it myself, they have it where, where it's done for me. Haven't had to worry about that the last couple of years with the Steelers because they're not going to be getting any compensatory picks. So I go to their free agents, and all they have is this year and moving forward. I Even though I, I subscribed to their premium stuff, I could not find where I could look at years past. The other thing is, is they have everyone of every level with all kinds of things in there. I, I looked at this year's and, and got a certain list. Then I went somewhere else. Then I went to spot rack. That's the other place I check my salary cap numbers with. Sometimes they'll get a number there before over the cap. Uh they theirs aren't always as accurate. I mean, my goodness, they had uh, the last year he was there. They had Joe Hayden's messed up for a while. Uh, last year, Miles Boykin, they had him most of the year having his uh, dead money hit count for the Steelers when it stayed with the Ravens when the Steelers picked him up uh, on the waiver wire. 
That was a mess up. They they have a, a dead money hit from Joe Haig, who was not under contract for the Steelers in 2023. There's no way they could defer money to 2023. His contract didn't go that long. They also include some things that I don't like to include now. They have some things that they don't include that need to be included now. Just some some various things. But But they still have some good individual stuff. They allow you to go back and look at the free agents from, from years past. And they don't line up because some of them list players that were picked up off waivers. Some of them don't. Some of the, uh, of the sites, and I'm, I'm talking about these, the, both of them, because I can't remember which one's which. One of them will have um, some, someone that they'll have some of the Steelers re-signings of their own players, but they won't have all of them. Like for some reason, last year they didn't have troops of core for that he re-signed with with the Steelers. Might have, you know, might have just been how how the timing of it was. I, I I couldn't understand why they had some and not all of them. So I was, but I was using Spot Rack because you could go back there, and then I get so far and realize that I have to have a subscription to go back even farther. So then I stopped. So then I had to go to another source. I hate this source, you know, trying to piece stuff together. I had to, I'll admit, I had to use some Wikipedia in there because it was there, but I was able to use their references to also get some stuff. Whew, now I've given you a huge backstory about what it, what it was take to actually figure out the free agents that the Steelers signed. And from all these different sources, it was a different number for the same year. They would, one of them would count one player, but not another I'm, and everything. So this is what I tried to do. I tried to limit it. I tried to limit it to players that made the Steelers roster or at least the practice squad uh, just because if not, it just got into too much. Like the Steelers might pick up someone in January on a futures contract, which was something that I, I talked about with my, uh, with, with my series of articles. And and you and you look at the futures contracts, and the problem was, do you include those players or not? Those were basically practice squad players, more camp bodies, things like that. So what happens when you pick up a guy that's a journeyman that you don't think is really going to even make the practice squad, but technically was on another team last year? How do you differentiate this? So what I tried to do was I tried to stick to – players that actually made the Steelers. Uh, And I just found another one that I included uh, in one year that I don't think counts. And I'll even, I'll even mention that here as we go. So I tried to stick to free agents that were significant enough that they made the roster. So this could be off slightly, but I'm doing the best I can to answer this question. And when you hear the list of the names you hear the list of names, you don't. You kind of already have an idea of how the Steelers did with these uh, free agents. So I, what I did is I went back 10 years, because I included 2023. So I went back to 2014. Sorry I didn't go back any further, but it took me a lot to piece this together just to go back that far. So we're going to start with 2014. And 2014, I have the number of free agents they have as one of their higher ones. You'll see that as we go with some of these other ones. One of the higher ones, which was seven, seven free agents that the Steelers had. So let's look at, look at who they had that they signed from outside that 
you know, made the team, um, how significant or not, we'll see. So I had seven. They actually had a, I found a list that had eight, but then there was one that I don't know why they counted it. So here you go. Mike Mitchell from the Panthers, 2014. Cam Thomas from the Chargers. Lance Moore from the Saints. Arthur Motes, they signed away from the Bills. LeGarrette Blunt from the Patriots. Yes, he was on the Steelers team for a while, even though they got him. Uh, Bryce McCain from the Texans. Darius Hayward Bay from the Colts. Then there was one more on this list, and I, I took him off the list because it was Adam, is it Podlash, I think it is, was a punter for the Bears the years before. The Steelers signed him, and he didn't show up. He didn't show up. They ended up releasing him, things like that. So I don't even know why that one was included. So that's why I went with those other seven. So if you think about that, that's actually not a bad free agent class for the number of signings that the Steelers had for how they contributed. Mike Mitchell, I know he's Brian Anthony Davis, least favorite player on the Steelers ever. He contributed. Cam Thomas, uh, not so much. Uh, Contributed, but usually not in a good way. Lance Moore didn't come through in the way that you thought he would with the Steelers, but uh, it wasn't that that he was invisible there. Arthur Motes, we all know that he turned into someone that you, when you think of Arthur Motes, you don't think Bills, you think Steelers. That's what you do. He's even got a Steelers podcast. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt, no, didn't even last the season. I don't want to get into that story. Bryce McCain, significant contributions. Darius Hayward Bay stuck around for a while, mainly as a special teams guy, um, and was that that bottom of the depth chart wide receiver as well. So you think about that, they did pretty well in that year, in 2014, when it came to free agents. But that 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 wasn't that wasn't the best, maybe. We'll see. But that one's actually a pretty good standard to start with. Now, I did peek back a few more years, and there really wasn't anything close to 2014. So that also made it seem why that was a good place to start. You move to 2015, I only have one significant free agent from 2015. That was D'Angelo Williams. He came in, um, did a great job as the quote-unquote number two running back who was often called on to also be the number one guy. And he is kind of the standard that Steelers fans hold when they talk about bringing in a veteran running back. He's the guy that, that, that they mentioned. So that was, that was 2015. 2016, this one, was, this one was interesting because this one was the uh, Ladarius Green. This one was Ryan Harris. This one was Steven Johnson, inside linebacker. And this one was Ricardo Matthews, another defensive lineman from the Chargers. That one had some potential, especially with Green. Man, four years, $20 million. Didn't work out. Didn't work out. And and the Steelers, man, they got they got on the right side of the compensatory formula there because they ended up getting a third-round draft pick where they drafted James Conner because of Kelvin Beecham of him leaving and going to Jacksonville. But the Steelers lost a lot of guys that year, didn't gain that that many. That was not the strongest class. There was a lot of hope for that class coming in, but it didn't work out. Remember that. There was a lot of hope for that free agent class. Didn't really work out. Moving on to 2017, this is some one that, ones that you're going to get into some more names that you're like, oh, yeah, those guys. But you know, not 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 nearly not not nearly as much. Um, and, and I had to cross reference some of these. Uh, well, some of these were were trades, so I had to I had to 
to cross them out. But there were five, five from 2017. And that was wide receiver Justin Hunter. Uh, that He came from the Bills. Running back Niall Davis from the Chiefs. Cornerback Cody Sensabaugh from the Giants. Nose tackle Tyson Alualu from the Jacksonvilles. And strong safety, safety Damian Stafford from the Titans. If you look at those, Justin Hunter, uh, Cody Sensabaugh was might have been the next best one because he was there for – I'm pretty sure he stuck more than – maybe he was just the one season. But Tyson Alualu was the main one there. Uh, really made an impact with the Steelers uh, there. Whenever after they they had uh, lost good old, you know, eventually when they when they lose Javon Hargrave, um, that that wasn't a bad class there, but it wasn't setting the world on fire of, of just five there. Moving on to the next one, when you get into 2018, there you've got John Bostic, Morgan Burnett, and Nate Burhey. If you remember him, well, what was he? Was he the, the the missile or something like that that was supposed to be so great with special teams? Got hurt, things like that. None of those guys really panned out. The next year, 2019, Stephen Nelson, Dante Mark Moncrief, and Mark Barron. All right. Well, Mark Barron. He was brought in to make sure the Steelers had someone inside linebacker. They drafted Devin Bush, and it was more, more Bush than Barron. That that was their Dante Moncrief. That's kind of our the, our recent standard of not a good free agent signing. Where the way it worked out, hurt his finger, couldn't catch. Steelers had to cut him because it was still a weird rule with the CBA about the competitive compensatory formula and just think if they wouldn't have cut him there would have been no Alex Highsmith um but Steven Nelson he played well for the Steelers when they had him but then he just he just got to be too expensive for for what they wanted so that was just three there 2020 that was also three um there was a lot of bottom end ones in 2020 because I'll be honest with you they had they had five listed on spot rack but really only only three worked out um and that was Derek Watt Eric Ebron and the other one that didn't – you got to say it did because he at least played one game was Stefan Wisniewski. Then he got hurt. Then when he came back, the Steelers released him. And he ended up back with um, Kansas City. So that was 2020, only three there. 2021, I had eight, and then I realized I think I got to knock that down to seven. So that was a bigger one in 2021. You know, coming off of, you know, you, the, the, the 2020 season – no one, no one in uh, um, in the stadiums. Twenty twenty one, you saw the the dip in the salary cap, but yet the Steelers tried to go out and really get some some low, so, some low signings, trying to do everything they could, and they had seven or eight is the way I'm going to say it because I'm pretty sure the one doesn't count because uh, it was B.J. Finney, Joe Hag, Miles Killebrew, uh, uh, Rashad Coward, Kalen Balage. They they had Abdullah Anderson, but he didn't actually stick around to actually playing against the Steelers. Um, so I, I took him off the list. Arthur Mallette and Trey Turner that had to come in at, at the end of there because of the whole issue with David DeCastro, which really affected the Steelers' season more than what some people realize. That was a pretty big class, but there really wasn't any splash there. I mean, Arthur Millette, you know, played two seasons and and did all right with the Steelers, but he was just released. Trey Turner, one year, didn't work out, really. Miles Killebrew, special teams captain, but that's really about all you got. Then you go to 2022. This is where it really 
starts to go to show that there there's a little bit something extra here. So I, I know we're 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 past time for our break, but we'll get there. Because in, in 2022 there were eight. You had James Daniels, Miles Jack, Mason Cole, Mitch Trubisky, Levi Wallace, Gunnar Olszewski, Demonte KZ, and Scott. What was his last name? Her first name. Why can't I remember? He was uh, um, <laughs> a, a lineman for him. Who was that? Um, that that didn't really have to play for the Steelers. Uh, his first name. I just wrote down the last name because oh yeah, I remember that. Um, I'll 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 think of that one really soon. I know I will. Um, but, uh, was it Trenton Scott? Trent Scott. Yes, that was it. Trent Scott. So I knew it would come to me. So that's actually the biggest class that the Steelers have had in the last eight years. And that was last season. But look at what the Steelers had out of that, that next year. They had a starters, starters in Daniels and Cole and Miles Jack. Mitch Trubisky to start several games before their first round draft pick took over. Levi Wallace was the starter at cornerback. Um, Eventually, uh, DeMonte KZ, once he came back from injury, was really working into that role, and he got another deal. You got to think about that. To me, 2022 is probably one of their better free agent classes, but you got also got to remember that was only after one season. But the fact that you got so many of these players still around for the next season, I think, does um, speak to things. But I mean, but that didn't include everyone. My goodness, they had. Um, a bunch more on 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 spot track. My goodness, 2021, they had even more because Steelers had a lot of low-end guys they were trying to get um, in 2021 just to see if they could find stuff. But I'm, I'm even thinking of someone like a Jannard Avery that we thought was going to be something when he came in and didn't even end up counting on this list because he didn't he didn't make the team. He got released not even in the last round of cuts. It was when they – remember, they had multiple rounds last year, and he didn't even make it to the third preseason game. I think he asked to be out. So that's interesting. But now you've got the Steelers sitting there. They have 12 free agents that I counted now that have a legitimate shot to make this team. 12. 12 free agents with a legitimate shot to make this team. Um, one of the – you know, one or two maybe not, but I, I just – I really think um, – that they do. Now, this is going to take me a little bit to sort through because some of these are ones that the Steelers re-signed. But if you look at them, Allen Robinson, Isaac Sayamalu, Marcus Golden they just added, Patrick Peterson, Landon Roberts. So far, I'm not saying anyone that I don't think is going to make the roster. Okay? Chandon Sullivan, most likely making the roster now. Nate Herbig, yeah, might not be a starter, but should make the roster. Keanu Neal. LaRaven Clark, that's someone who, you know, may or may not depend on how things work out. Tanner Muse, same kind of deal. There you go. Look, look, look at that. Oh, I didn't even finish. Brayden Fahoko. Okay. Um, did, did I say Armand Watts? Did, did I say Watts? I, I don't know if I said him in there. Did I skip him somewhere? Oh, because I oh, because I'm still not done my list. There he is, Armand Watts. And I didn't have Cole Holcomb. My goodness, look at all the players that the Steelers signed that could potentially make an impact. So you're talking about 12 players. The question is, what if only eight of them actually pan out? You're going to look back at those eight and be like, wow, kind of like, you know, is there a Jannard Avery in this group? Something like that. So I didn't have like actual numbers to go which one was the best. You could just kind of look at 
these these names and say, all right, who's actually stuck around and done something with the Steelers? So there there might be years like 2015, they only had one significant signing, but it was D'Angelo Williams. That was a good signing that they had. All right. Steven Nelson was decent for a couple of years, but that's really all it was. You know, was Derek Walk a good signing or was he not? And then last year, look at all these guys like a Mason Cole, one of James Daniels, um, and Levi Wallace. What are those guys going to have in year two? So I would say definitely 2022 for ones that have already played at least one season, I think is the best of the last 10 years. One more year of, of, of a sample size will really help. And then also to see what's going on with 2023. Wow, we're really running over. Got a short question and answer for the second half. So stick around. This one's going to be interesting. We're going to talk about some big time throws. So stick around. We'll be right back. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Steeler fans, we're probably about 80% done this show when we finally just had a commercial break. But that's what happens when you have one big question and then just one other one that's a, that's a good question. But it's not going to take a super long time to answer this. And this one comes from 20th Century Icon. This is at, this is another Twitter one, at Dave90125. There we go. Dave90125 on Twitter, 20th Century Icon. It says, can you break down what goes into... Pro Football Focuses, that's PFF, PFF's big-time throw metric. Supposedly, they had KPA ranked near the top in the league in the second half of the season. Well, we'll look at where he was ranked and everything, but he wants to know what goes into PFF's big-time throw metric. All right, 
I got the answer for that. I do. This is what PFF says their big-time throw metric is defined as. They are. This is a quote. They're, these are all passes with, and I quote, excellent ball location and timing, generally thrown further down the field and or into a tighter window. So a big-time throw, I'll read that again. It's passes with excellent ball location and timing, generally thrown further down the field and or into a tighter window. So what makes a big-time throw? Here's your answer. You ready for it? You ready? Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. It's whatever the PFF person who's who's scoring that game thinks. There's really no defined metric. It's not even like deep passes where they have to go beyond 15. You know, it's in the air, has to travel 15 yards beyond the line of scrimmage, something like that. There is no number measurement that PFF has at least stated that they says goes into a big-time throw. You could have a big-time throw that's running the line of scrimmage, but it's into a very tight window. You could have a big-time throw that's really far down the field and just just happens to hit the right spot. Excellent ball location and timing. There is nothing objective about that. It is all – Subjective. It is all opinion of the person looking at the throw. And they have multiple people that are scoring their stuff. So this is one of those metrics that sounds nice, but there's really nothing to it. It's really, it could be that PFF has their favorite players. We all know that PFF is absolutely, when I say we all know, I hate when people say we all know, because usually when they say we all know, it's not true. But the vast majority of people, especially Steelers fans, know that PFF is absolutely in in love with one Miles Garrett. He could get there. He could have one pressure in a game against the Steelers where it's a quarterback hurry. Doesn't even get a quarterback hit or a sack, and he'll be the highest scored scored defender in all the NFL for the week. It really sometimes doesn't make sense. Oh, well, he was winning his matchup, and they were just throwing it to court. No, we we even killed that narrative that it wasn't any faster than what, at the time, Baker Mayfield was throwing for, for the – uh, for the Browns when you're looking at those crazy numbers that they came up with the one time. He had like no stats and they met, and he was their defensive player of the week. It, it's crazy. He had, you know, he had one tackle in a hurry, something like that, and was their defensive player of the week because they said he constantly won his matchup, but he didn't do anything with it. Oh, they rolled away from him. And they were, you know what? That's what good teams do. You know what? Are, are, are we going to do the same thing? Do they do the same thing with TJ Watt? No, they said, oh, he didn't get home in the sack. Uh, for some reason, they just have players they're in love with. So if there's, I don't know, I haven't looked at maybe a quarterback that PFF is in love with. I, I'm not sure because that one of that of edge rusher really stands out because of all the times they have matchups with the Steelers. So I'll say it one more time. It's passes with excellent ball location and timing, generally thrown further down the field and or into a tight window. Bottom line is the person who scored in that game, they're like, oh, that was an impressive throw. Check. 
then if enough people that are scoring that game check the same throw, they'll count it as a big-time throw. That's what it is. So it's an interesting thing to talk about the number, but you really want to know, is it really that 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 great of a, of a metric? I don't know. But let me tell you who had the most big-time throws in the NFL last year. They. This is what PFF had. They had Josh Allen head and shoulders above everyone else. They had him with 44 big-time throws. Then they had Geno Smith and Tom Brady tied at second with 34, 10 behind. Then two more people, one behind them at 33 with Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. Joe Burrow was six with 31, and we'll finish up with everyone that was 30 or above with Kirk Cousins, who was seven. I will tell you, Kenny Pickett was tied. He was tied for 15th for the season with Jacoby Brissett, two players that didn't start all season, with 18 big-time throws. Sorry, he wasn't the only one he was tied with. There was more of them. Also tied with Dak Prescott, Tua Tag – I can never say Tua's last name – Tua, and Jared Goff. That's where he was for the season. Now, the question said that he ended up towards the top of a list in the second half of the season. I don't know if that's exactly true. Because I, I I looked at weeks ten through eighteen. Now remember, Ken Kenny Pickett didn't play pretty much two of those games. Barely played in the Ravens game. Didn't play in in the game against the Panthers. But when you look at numbers, Josh Allen was first with twenty three. When you look at that, now, and you also got to remember he only had he only had eight games. Joe Burrow only had seven games because they had both their bye and the game that didn't happen with Buffalo, and yet he was tied for second with 18. Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Kirk Cousins. Uh, Kenny Pickett was actually tied for eighth. So if they did a top ten list over the second half of the season, he was tied for eighth with Mac Jones and Justin Herbert, each with 15. So 15 out of Kenny Pickett's 18 big-time throws came in week 10 or later. In other words, after the Steelers' bye. So he did have a pretty good big-time throw percentage, which is something that, that, they, that, that they have in there. He was sixth in that, which is your big-time throws compared to your number of attempts. He, he was sixth all by himself with 6.3%. Number one was Matt Stafford. Uh, probably was thrown out because he didn't have enough attempts. He only had 18 attempts. Um, so he was probably thrown out. Number two was Jordan Love. He was probably thrown out because he didn't have enough attempts. Um, cause he had 8.3, which was one big time throw out of 12, out of, out of 12 attempts. That was it. Um, so they probably threw him out. Josh Allen had, had eight percentage for a big percentage of big time throws because he had 23 out of 269. Mitch Trubisky was actually higher than Kenny Pickett because he had four of them out of 52 attempts, which was 7.4%. You had Zach Wilson that had five out of nine, or not of 90, out of um, out of uh, 75. Sorry, I looked at dropbacks. Same with Trubisky. I said 54, that was 54 dropbacks. It was 52 attempts. Zach Wilson, 75 throws, 6.6%. Then you got Kenny Pickett. You know, uh, 224 attempts, and he had 15. He was at 6.3. So if you look at those who were over 100 attempts in the second half of the season, Pickett would have been second when it came to percentage of the number of uh, percentage of big-time throws to the number of attempts. So that's probably the number you saw. So I'll give you those numbers and everything that's out there. But I just do have to say that, man, oh, man, that is a metric that sounds pretty neat, 
But when you dive into it, there's there could be someone who has a longer, tighter, better timed throw in one game that doesn't get counted as a big time throw than one that does in a different game, all based on the opinion of, of those who are watching it. But that's PFF in a nutshell. That's what their scores are. It's all based on the opinion of the person actually scoring it. So, and, and, and they have multiple people score it and they look at each player for every play. That is what they do. So there, that's, that's the big time throw metric. So I hope that answered a little something there. So it's pretty neat to see that with Kenny Pickett, that they at least thought he was making some big time throws, you know, tight windows or deep balls, probably more. I don't know which one it was for him, but uh, almost all of them were there were after the buy that he had for the season. He only had three before the buy. Um, and then 15 afterwards, according to PFF. So there you go. So uh, once again, thanks for joining me here today, uh, June 1st. Hopefully there's there's not any kind of news like last year. Make sure you're checking out all our other podcasts. Uh, you, you've got the, the curtain call was last night. You've got the Seals preview coming up tonight. You've just You've got the lineup. Make sure you're checking it all out. And also, you know, stroll on over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Yes, that website still exists. And as I always say to close these out, thanks for getting out. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.